This episode of the Weekly Regular is brought to you by... WeeklyRegular.com The comedy hub of all your comedy needs. Uh, there's sketches. There's podcasts. Links to other things. There's pictures. Pictures of us. There's lots of text and fonts. There's beautiful colors. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, you you built that website, didn't you? I did with my own You're, two hands. Yeah, and you you have a, a website building company. What are those companies called that build? Uh, it's called Squarespace. <laughs> you work for Squarespace. Yeah, I invented Squarespace, actually. Oh so. man, that explains the Rolls yeah. Royce. Yeah. So actually, uh, it's brought to you by Squarespace. This episode is <laughs> brought to you by <laughs> yes. Squarespace. Um, <laughs> now you're thinking of Square Cash, is what you're thinking of. <laughs> no, dude, you're thinking of Cash Money Millionaires. That's what you're thinking of. <laughs> You're thinking of bajillion dollar properties, is what you're thinking of. Um, you're so, thinking of Property Brothers, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> property Brothers? You're thinking of Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> All right. Uh, this episode is brought to you by WeeklyRegular.com, our website home for comedy, shenanigans, and things like this. You can find the latest episodes of our podcast, as well as links to our other comedy offerings. Go check it out. Go check it out. Let's get into the show. Welcome to another episode of the Weekly Regular Podcast. My name is Asan. And my name is Brandon. Hello, Brandon. How are you doing, Asan? I'm great. How are you do, doing, Brandon? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, are you doing fantastic because we are live in Dallas, <laughs> live Texas? Live from Dallas! I forgot. I did that in Minneapolis, uh, and I had a crowd sound effect ready, and I didn't think that through yeah. this time. Well, you are fired. This is your last episode of this podcast. Well, it's been fun, and... Uh, yeah, I, I can go now, or I can stick around for the rest of it. Uh, it's up to you. Uh, I'll have you stick around f- un- until the next time you forget something, and then okay, that's great. it. Thank you. Uh, we are in Dallas, Texas, uh, Garland, Texas, to be exact. Uh, yep. We are uh, doing yet another event uh, together as a DJ combo. Yep. Are you enjoying yourself? Uh, I am enjoying myself. Um, and now that we have done one before, this one's so much easier. Yes, it is, and we're having a good time. Things are things are happening. Music's playing. People are smiling. Yeah, and there's there's like twice as many people. Yeah, twice as many it's people. Crazy. About eight thousand people here. It's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, we are in. Uh, we're not in the uh, weird uh, office in a, the hotel gym this time. We're actually in a hotel room. In a hotel room, but this time we actually do have, and he's going to be coming on later. We do have a special guest. We do a very special guest who will be joining us later. But first, uh, Brandon, uh, tell me what you did this week. Yeah. Uh, so we teased this last week, and and we said that I uh, got the call for uh, this really big gig, and then it like went back and forth, and we were trying to decide. Where are you going, by the way? Sorry, I'm uh, looking for my pants. You're killing my delivery right now. You want me to pause it? I'm trying to tell you a really big story right now. Listen to this. <sighs> oh, for your notes? Yeah, what I put my phone? Oh, it's right here, man. I got it right here. No, I have a white one. Okay, so we'll cut that out <laughs> through the magic of editing. So we teased this a little bit last week uh, that I had gotten a call for a a big gig, and then it was back and forth and back uh-huh. and forth. And uh, we said we'd talk about it if it actually happened. And it did actually happen. Uh, so if you saw the photograph from the social media summit at the White House, Brandon <laughs> was there. Brandon took that photo. 
I took the photo? Yeah. I, that was my gig was taking yeah, you're, the photo. You're a photographer. You build websites. <laughs> I build it beautiful. I feel like every guy or, or girl, really, who is a photographer is also also builds websites. That's, I feel like you can't learn one skill without the other. That's definitely not true. They're very different skills. Really? Yeah, I know. I wouldn't know. I don't know how to do either. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, uh, but what? The, so your gig wasn't the White House uh, uh, social media social summit. media summit effect uh, effective effect affectionately known as or effectively known as effectively known as affectionately known <laughs> as the what did he call it the selfie. Oh, I it was don't called know. something, or like the meme meme con, or something. Oh, Someone, God. one of those guys had a weird name for it. But anyway, a bunch of weird social media guys who like Trump went to the White House and yeah, it, had a a meeting of the minds of sort. Right, it wasn't about. any actual like social media, like no. Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. No one was like invited. Yeah, but anyway. Are you telling me something based on social media wasn't substantive? <laughs> you telling me it was pretty shallow and. Didn't really deep reach crazy, further than the surface. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, well, let's let's sh- we'll table our social media talk for a little bit. Uh, no, what was your actual gig? Uh, my actual gig was I got to fly to Washington D.C. and I oh, got bummer. to uh, it was crazy hot, uh, yeah. and we rehearsed outside and performed outside. Where um, but, where was it? Where, so it was at the White House. It was not at the White House. Oh, uh, where was it? Where was the venue? Uh, it's called the Wolf Trap. Uh, performing arts center you think of the wolf pack yeah. uh, performing center um okay uh and it was with none other than uh legendary rapper nas nas nasty uh, not, nas not to be confused with lil nas x no we're he, talking about big nas <laughs> big nas y, y. <laughs> that's cool um so that technically means his name is big nazi Bi- yeah yeah actually big nozzle i think is that's his full legal name Ah, oh, big nazi man what is Big Nazi? Huh? What is Big Nazi? Is Big Nas Y? Big Nazi. Oh, what the <laughs> stupid! I thought there was another layer to it. It's just reading Big Nazi, and it's funny because it sounds like Nazi. <laughs> so I'm sure there's a joke there. All the pieces are there. Like I just gave you a puzzle. You have to put it together. Um, I thought I thought it was like a an eighty five thousand piece puzzle, and it was like a two piece puzzle. Yeah, I was reading into it way too hard. Yeah. Um. But so yeah, you, you got to play with Nas. That's amazing. I did. It was, How was amazing. That? Uh, it was. Awesome. We just said it was amazing. We don't need it. Was, it was incredible. Uh, I, I want to like play it all cool and be like, yeah, man, it was fine. It was cool. It was cool. It was cool. It's whatever. Gigs a gig. Yeah, gigs a gig. As long as the check clears, am I right? Right. But no, it was. It was really. That's cool. It was really awesome. So if you if you're new to the podcast, Brandon plays bass. He's a bass player. So you got to play bass with Nas, huh? I did. Uh, play a little upright bass, right? They, well, so it was upright. They needed someone who could play upright and electric and also read music, uh, mm-hmm. which I do all of those things. So it was perfect. Um, and they did, it's like the 25th anniversary of Illmatic. And so they did an orchestra and Nas, like orchestra rhythm section and Nas. And so mm-hmm. I played upright and electric for that. And then he did a uh, small set with just the rhythm section, like a half hour set after that with just the band. Um, and that's the complete opposite. Because you're not reading music, and they, mm-hmm. I didn't know what all the songs were until like an hour before. Mm. Um, so mm. very opposite, but uh, it went really well, and it was like career highlight. It was amazing. So, what's it like playing with an artist at that level? Uh, it was cool. Um, did it feel like any other like not like any other gig, but did it feel like a, another gig? Like, did it feel like familiar to you? 
it felt familiar as far as like because I was on the left of the stage. So if I look to my right and I see the whole band and I have like in ears in and whatever like playing that all felt so you familiar. mean like spatially it felt really familiar to yeah you? well no i mean like for what what it is it uh-huh. felt familiar but then you look left and there's like ten thousand people gotcha that are like super into it it was it was crazy um how loud was the stage it was very loud yeah and the bass was insanely loud and they kept asking me to turn it up They're like you can have more stage volume which i've never they never tell me that it was it was amazing <laughs> That's awesome. Did did he? It was so. Like, the venue was like a theater. It's like an outdoor amphitheater. Yeah. Oh, it was outdoor. Yeah. So it was like. So I bet the like the fill like the side fills and yeah. all that were crazy. Yeah. That's that's awesome, man. It was it was super crazy. Yeah. That's very exciting. Um, the only bummer of the gig was on the way back. It's it's really not that big of a bummer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll I'll play it up for comedic. Well, don't purposes. sell yourself short here. Um, on the way back. Uh, the pilot was like, uh, hey, ladies and gentlemen, just want to let you know that uh, we're going to be getting in 45 minutes early. And I was like, oh, great. Which sounds like a good thing, yeah. Yeah. And then he's like, eh, ladies, once we were going, he's like, ladies and gentlemen, I want to let you know we're getting in even earlier. We're going to get the, you there an hour early. And so, so you're was twice like, as pumped. Yeah, so we're like, great. Yeah. And then uh, we... <laughs> Then he's like, oh, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to let you know that uh, we actually uh, had had to delay our landing. So we're going to get there uh, 15 minutes later, but we're still going to be there quite early. So don't don't uh, don't fret. And then we landed early. And then he's like, well, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to let you know that uh, the gate is actually not ready for us. So we're going to be sitting on the tarmac for a little while, um, but we'll still get you in there early. And we ended up getting there like half an hour late because we sat on the tarmac <laughs> for like an hour. <laughs> That's funny. It almost sounds like he shouldn't have just said anything at all. Right. <laughs> if he surprised us and we're there early, cool. If not, yeah, it was a bummer. You think there's like a, a, a third person in the cockpit who's like the script supervisor who's like <laughs> keeping him on, on schedule? They're like, hey, it's I know there's no new updates, but it's 20 minutes before we land. And by, by the rules of piloting, you have to say something. So he's like, oh, hey, uh, I guess uh, we're going to get there uh, kind of early, guys. Uh <laughs> He's just riffing, just making it up. And they're like, "We're not getting in early." Oh, no, I'll take it back later. It's fine. <laughs> I got this whole thing I do. I'm, I'm, I'm Tim. That's what I do. Uh, no, that's cool, man. Uh, yeah. So I had uh, the biggest uh, gig of my professional career. Um, what did you do this? What's week? What's the biggest gig of your unprofessional career? My unprofessional career. Yeah. Um, well, I'm an unprofessional wrestler, so um, <laughs> I've done that for a long time to many more thousands of people. So you're an Olympic style wrestler, is what you're saying? Yes, yes. Oh, cool. Yes, right on. That's cool. Well, I didn't do much this week, besides. Well, I did a lot. You can't top uh, me playing with. I can't top playing with Nas. Uh, I played for a camp in front of children. There weren't ten thousand, and Nas wasn't there. (laughs) But there was two hundred, and I got ice cream. So I did not get ice cream. So I guess I win. Sick. All right. Um, and I think technically, if I add. Everything I do for this camp up together, I probably get paid for that gig more than you got paid for the Nas gig. So uh, I don't want to compare uh, apples to apples, but uh, well, uh, mine are really ripe, fine Granny Smith apples, and yours are just regular apples. So these are pretty. These are pretty primo apples, though. I don't know, man. I don't know uh, what they would be in this metaphor, but uh, they'd be a hollowed out apple, like with the core out, like it, that you've converted into like a mini weed pipe. <laughs> yeah yeah that that works for the, for the uh for the metaphor um okay yeah so that was my week i was at camp 
doing another busy week of of things of just music things and and prepping for Dallas. And now we're here. And here we are. And here uh, we in are. In the thick of it. Um, thick are of you it. tired right now? A little bit. I'm uh, not as tired as you are. I'm very tired, and you uh, know this because I've been saying it all night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, I'm not I'm not that tired. I'm doing all right. I'm hanging in there. It's uh yeah. what time is it here? It's ten thirty eight. So not that late. But That's we had true. a long day. We got up for super early. Yeah, we did. Um but yeah, let's get into some uh let's get into some news some new stuff, but to help us get through that new stuff, I think we should invite uh, our special guest on the show, should we? Yes. All please. right. Uh this person is a uh, what, what would your official title be? A hood rat with a heart of gold. <laughs> heart of gold. Uh, he is a social media and mogul. Mogul, I guess you could say a social media. Yeah, yeah everyone is saying it. Uh, he runs the social media. He's in social media. He's he's a professional, uh, stylish person and a hilarious human being. Uh, I've known him for years and years and years. Uh. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the weekly regular podcast for the first time, but surely not, not the, last the last time, Mr. Omari McNeil. Woo! Give it up, Dallas! Oh Woo! my gosh. Wow. First time caller, long time listener. <laughs> Omari, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Thank you for uh, agreeing to be a part of it. Um, uh-huh. Okay. So, Omari, uh, tell the people what you do for a living and how i guess how we ended up in dallas together you know um i do too much for a living but primarily i work within marketing specifically on social media platforms Mm -hmm. with influencers both big and small um, for several companies um, mostly around the fashion space and Mm -hmm. the reason why we are here in dallas together is because we are working on a very fun, fun event that we've both worked for now three years and we've seen it grow really, really large. And um, it, essentially, we just kind of all the cards sorted out perfectly where we can be at the same place at the same time. So I'm very happy to be here and I love seeing my friends. Omari, we really appreciate you being here. Now, the regular structure of the show is Brandon and I. It's a weekly regular conversation between two buddies. We talk about our weeks, then we talk about the weeks that the so- we talk about the week that social media has had. Uh, and there's a lot going on in the last week, and uh, so we'll walk through that with you, and we'll just kind of hang out and have a conversation about it. Sound good to you? Perfect. I can't wait. All right, um, Brandon, what you got first on your list? Well, I feel like we need to start first with Area Fifty One. Let's just let's just start there. Feels right. It feels right. Um, so to recap, someone started a Facebook event that said, "Wait, I have it written down." That said, it said, uh, "Plan to storm Area Fifty One," um, and the event says, "We will all meet up at the Area Fifty One tourist attraction and coordinate our entry. If we Naruto run." We can move faster than their bullets. Let's see them aliens. And Brandon, do you know what a Naruto I run is? I had to is? Google it, yes. <laughs> okay. And what did Google say about a Naruto uh, it's run? A, it's an <laughs> anime character. Yeah. And uh, he runs by like leaning forward, basically like back parallel to the ground and arms straight back. And so if we, 
Naruto run, we can move faster than their bullets. I love bullets. the pronunciation of the, no, Naruto. It well, feels, so I said Naruto the first time. There's just a level of sophistication when you say, say no. it again. Technically, it's if you want to be really faithful to the pronunciation, it's Naruto, but in American emphasis on the na Naruto. Yeah, like Jap like Japanese words tend to put the emphasis towards the front of the word. So like the same way we would say like I don't know if there's another example I can think of off the top of my head. <laughs> Naruto is the only one. Na- yeah, <laughs> Naruto is the only this, one. So this example. They would say Naruto, but like in America, oftentimes it's like Naruto. Naruto. But we we mess up everything. So <laughs> Naruto. That, that's, Naruto. that's on brand. <laughs> um, yes, and it's happening September 20th. And um, as of this recording, over 1.6 million people <laughs> have said that they're going on Facebook. Uh, how many? Uh, so, Amari, would you? Would, <laughs> you are. <laughs> would you? Would you? Are you planning on storming Area Fifty One with these people? With these one one point six million people? Now, um, when I saw when I saw the invite, um, I quickly realized that out of that one point six million people, there will be no black people present at that <laughs> at that storming not. of Area Fifty One. Um, I don't think black people collectively have stormed anywhere ever. Yeah, and I'm just not choosing Area 51 as my first. um, (laughs) As a people? Yeah. (laughs) It's just not really a cultural value for us to storm um, (laughs) alien landmarks. But... um, So I won't be making it this year, but I think, you know, it's one of those times you got to let that first, kind of like the fire Festival, right. let it be a little bit of a mess that first time. Right. And then that second time when it kind of pans all the kinks out and they can Once get the Once it's tents, out of beta. You know, when you yeah. can get the, the tents can get up and we can get the food together, right. you know, there's a program. Right. Then I think I can storm with maybe 2.6 million <laughs> for the following year, the next September, because I'm sure it'll be an annual event. Um, right. and I can't so you're wait. saying if... Because it, it's September 20th. If it gets to 2.6 million people, you'd be there? Um, For next year. Because I feel like I want them to have their time. If, if it becomes an annual thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here for the tradition of it all. Um, <laughs> I got gotcha. you. But I'm not necessarily wanting to be an initiator. You want to know that, that they believe in it. Exactly. Because I don't want to. Because what if gotcha. I buy in and then you guys sell out? You <laughs> right. know, and I'm not trying to do that so early well, I, in I the totally process. It's like a pyramid scheme. Sense. Yeah, that makes total sense. Um, So what if they storm Area 51 and find aliens in there? How would that change your perspective on life? Um, As I mentioned before, I think there will only be a certain type of person that won't be black on that trip. And I'm sure they probably already found aliens. So I'm glad that they're able to really pinpoint where they're coming from. Um, A lot of people, I'm sure, in that 1.6 million group of white people um, have... um, You can say white people. It's fine. We, We do this every week. Cool. Oh, good. I feel I so much more at home. as soon as I generalizations can... about white people on this podcast. Uh, and that makes me feel at home. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but I feel, yeah, I think, um, essentially, I'm going to let them have their initial time. I think they'll, they can find whatever they find. I'm sure um, <laughs> it'll be super, super um, um, beneficial for the people who've been dreaming about this for a long time. I personally have not dreamed about it forever. Um, have you guys seen the, the all of the Area 51 memes? Yes. That have- oh. And they're perfect. <laughs> like like the alien sitting on the bed with the sunglasses. He's holding a phone that says like the, the Area 51 aliens waiting for the we outside text. <laughs> See, that's, that's what I enjoy. See, yeah, I'm here merging, for that. that's how you get black people on the trip. <laughs> the memes. Make the memes. Make the memes. Use, use classic memes and then put aliens on them. And then I think we'll be there by year three more... 
I'll be there year two, but it's somebody's <laughs> got to be the Moses, you know? So I'll That's be true. there year two, and then I'll let all my black friends know that year three is going to be lit. When the I think the best a- Area 51 meme I've seen is uh, someone took that clip of Kodak Black uh, saying, I hope so. And then He's the, very much Area 51. <laughs> <laughs> and then the entire Breakfast Club team laughing, and they put, the caption was, alien number one. And you think they're really going to get us out of here? And then Alien number two. And it was Kodak Black going, I hope so. And, every, and then everyone laughing. It was and you know, Kodak funny. Black is very Space Jam. So this is all fitting the narrative. Yeah, you know, it and all I fit. think he's in jail right now. So I guess it, there's multi-layers to this. Oh. Uh, yeah, to that joke. Well, yeah, anyway. free Kodak or leave him in there. God bless him. All right. So Area 51. We'll see Omari in 2020. Yeah, I'll see you guys 2020. I can't wait to set up camp. All right. Let's keep it in the, the science fiction realm uh brandon and uh omari have you heard about uh what elon elon musk is planning to do oh lily uh, i don't know what lily did this week (laughs) (laughs) so elon musk plans to connect everyone's brains to the internet by 2020 through everyone's brains to the internet by 2020 we need some more lead time Yeah, so he plans to connect everyone's brain to the internet uh, in in 2020 through a micro a microchip implant uh, that's as little invasive as LASIK surgery. That's first of all invasive. Uh, <laughs> so invasive. to clarify, what I need Lily to do is just take a breath. Yeah, like literally take a beat. Like I feel like every time he something comes up about him, it's just too much, too soon. <laughs> It's like, it's just, he's just so much. And I appreciate his genius. I think he does a lot of things. I don't think I need a nano chip in me right now. You know, maybe 2020, I'll be 30. And I don't know what I want at 30. You know, I have a huge, I have a huge agenda for 2020. Um, After Area 51, I want the nano chip. (laughs) And then we can start to clarify what that all means Mm. as I enter my 30s. You know, there's just going to be a different expectation. So maybe maybe he's on to something. I want him to be quiet and be on to like maybe like meditation or like yoga. I just want him to shut up for just a little bit. Just give us some time so we can digest and also give us longer timelines because I'm not trying to have a nano chip next year. Yeah, next year. Like I've seen too much Black Mirror to sign up for that. that. I, I'm scared of the Alexa. Right. That feels like a nano chip in my house. So it's just too much. It's too much. Yeah. That's a loaded statement, too. He wants to connect, first of all, a brain to the internet, but everyone's brain to the internet. And, and then also by now. <laughs> if we're talking Internet Explorer, Because uh, if it's I'm Safari, out. I'm out, too. You know? You're not in it unless you can get a Chrome. Brain. Yeah, if I can do Chrome with some widgets attached, then maybe I can make this work. <laughs> what but browser? I am not doing this on Internet Explorer. Uh, the other huge thing from this week that has literally taken the internet by storm yes. is FaceApp. Yes. Uh, uh, Omari, did you did you engage in the making yourself old thing? I didn't mean to rant, and I can feel it on the front of my spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I am so tired of seeing all y'all look old. Like, we get it. You look old. Like, we, it's, it's one of those things that I understand that really it's the reality of all of us feeling like we really wanted to personally know what we would look like or have an idea. And mm-hmm. the app is very, very accurate in terms of like, damn, you do look old and you look like yourself. So it really did merge the two. Mm-hmm. But 
I don't need to see you with your friends. Like, it's like the people who've d- done like collages where they'll have like a picture of them and then a picture of them and their mom, but they're old, like their mom, shading your mom. Right. Then it's like, then it's like you took a picture with a celebrity and then you made your face old. It's, we get it. You look <laughs> old and you have the same hair that you have in this picture, the same tattoos. We understand. But I just want people to stop playing on their phones a little bit longer. Just like take a little bit of a, just take a break. You know who's probably not stoked about all this uh, face app stuff is old people, because <laughs> we're all like, "Don't I look crazy? Ha <laughs> I'm old." <laughs> and it's those ones who already have the bags and the crow's feet. No shade to you, but it's like it's not. You're only going to get deeper in the line, <laughs> and saggier. I feel like it's really not fair to you for us to exploit that and then be like, "Look how ugly I look right now as an old person." When that's how you look. The best one was uh, someone did a side by side of two. Of uh, the exact same photos of Morgan Freeman. That's so rude. <laughs> and one of them had the face app logo on it. I was going to say, because uh, I've seen a few of those, because it puts, puts the face app logo uh, in the corner. And so I've seen a few that's just a bad picture of someone, and it has face app in the corner. Because <laughs> it's like the same thing like when people were doing the face app where they would switch themselves to be the opposite gender. Mm-hmm. And we were like, okay, we get it, you're pretty. <laughs> like with this balding hairline and these new eyelashes we understand like w- i'm all about the app in terms of like i for you using it like i get it i just want people to i think it's the captions that get me where people are like almost as if they stumbled on this app by accident like they just happened to put this old filter on their face mm-hmm. but it's like you you downloaded it and then you like switched it over you know what you look like you see what picture you picked it all kind of worked out and you like wanted it to work out so, I mean, I'm not, so I'm all for the use of it. I think I'm just a little bit over the like, oh, can't believe I look like this when I'm old. When like, that's what you were looking for was to look like how you're going to look when you're old. So you didn't post one of those pictures? I didn't post it. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, well, I intend on having a lot of work done by the time I'm a little bit older. So <laughs> I don't know what I'll look like. You know what I mean? And if there should be that- an, there should be a face app filter for that. It's yeah. like it, it shows you how old it shows you like what you'll look like when you're old but have had a lot of Yeah, if you surgery. just kind of set yourself up for success a little younger. So I don't know <laughs> what my adult face will look like, but I think um it won't look like Morgan Freeman and that's not a shade to him. It just won't look like that because it might just be a little more pulled. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that I haven't decided sense. yet. You know, I'm still <laughs> still figuring it still out. Still 29. <laughs> that's true. Uh um what do you got on your list, Bryn? Um, let me see. What's a good transition? Okay, no, not that, not that, not that. Okay, this is a decent transition. Lil Nas X has released another remix to Old Town Road featuring Billy Ray Cyrus again. Uh, Young Thug, and none other than Mason Ramsey. Yes, the Walmart yodeler himself. (laughs) He comes with the bops. He comes with the hits. Don't sleep on Mason Ramsey. (laughs) I know he's a Trump supporter. Oh, he is? I'm sure. I haven't asked, but I feel it (laughs) definitely. He was singing at Walmart. It's very on That's a Make America Great Again bow tie. He he looks like the epitome of somebody who wanted to make America great at a young age, you know, (laughs) who understood his purpose young. Um, But it's... It's a bop. I will. I is it? Do you? Uh, I stand by it. Do you like it better? No. Than the previous remix or the original? I'm gonna say I like the, it's the, the same previous song. remix better, but 
I'm I appreciate Young Thug, but again, Mason Ramsey was really the the necess- the added seasoning that I didn't know I wanted, but when I got it, I was like, "Oh, is this Lowry's?" Like I enjoyed it. So <laughs> he was like the garlic salt to the meal, mm-hmm. and I didn't know I needed garlic salt. But Mason Ramsey, that little white child in that Walmart, he did it, and his he like says like "Yippee yo kai yay" and like makes that like a swaggy like line. So I I appreciated the remix. I think the craziest thing about that remix is it has all of those people on it, and it's still under three minutes. <laughs> And did you I don't see, know how they did that. And did you see the video? I didn't see the video, no. Low budget. It was just the emojis of each person. Uh, Very fitting. Very fitting. It was all emojis and emojis. They probably spent like $12 to make this video, and that was just to <laughs> use somebody's phone. So, like, I appreciate, like, the low budget. Lil Nas X is just, I appreciate him. Like, I think the whole thing around him, I, I just, I feel like he's, he's a... I don't. I don't want to say he's a joke, but he, <laughs> we are all part of his joke, and right. I enjoyed the joke. It's. I get similar vibes to him. <clears throat> now go on a journey with me. I get similar vibes to him the way I did uh, with Tyler the Creator early in his career. Like they make very different kinds of music, but they're doing a similar thing. Where I felt like Tyler the Creator's career early on was almost like a joke. Like let's see, how, like it, but his joke was like, let's see how crazy I can be. And see how many people I can get to listen to my music and how many kids to buy our T-shirts and stuff. Where I think Lil Nas is kind of doing the same thing where it's like, let's see how far I can take this Old Town Road song. <laughs> like, he's literally like, he's been on that road for so long. I appreciate that he, like, trolls people on Twitter and that's how he gets mm-hmm. people on his remix. Like, I I enjoy, like, the stupidity of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, how would you grade, as a social media person, how would you grade his social media and PR, like, experience as a whole one to ten um i i would give it hmm i would give it an eight and i would give it an eight because it's i believe this is very innate to who he already is Mm -hmm. so there's not a lot of strategy that has to go into it like he can do things that are very like Mm. like automatic for him and so you don't have to strategize so much to see how it can work because ultimately he's he's trolling i think he's I don't know how old he is, but he seems super young. He's like 21 or something like that. 22. So all, like all the stuff, like his whole brand, his brand is being a troll. Yeah. Like Old Town Road is a troll. He, like he's, he's just a troll. And I appreciate, like, I think from a marketing and branding perspective, like I think he's having fun with it. I think he does it innately, which makes it easier for him to continue being motivated by doing it, which is usually the hardest part about the PR piece is like, if it is always trying to make sure it aligns with the brand. And if your brand is being a troll and you know you can sustain that for 10 years, then good on you. Hey, that's powerful insight. Uh, what did you have next? This is a perfect segue. Uh, Lil Wayne teased that he's got another remix of Old Town Road coming. Well, I need him to sit down on the Old Town Road. Well, I, I think this is Lil Wayne trying to win, uh, trying to save face from uh, the last this last week he's had. Uh, so... I don't know, Amari, I don't know if you heard about this. Uh, Lil Wayne is currently on tour with Blink-182. I did not. <laughs> which is, that. Uh, to me, is a but pretty that unfortunate pairing. Uh, well, it doesn't sound like it on paper. It actually sounds like a good idea, but part of the promo materials for this tour was a video, a music video of them p- playing live in a studio. 
And Lil Wayne was, uh, they were playing What's My Age Again, like one of their biggest songs. Mm-hmm. And Lil Wayne was rapping a Millie over it. <laughs> Too many layers. <laughs> and it was, it was probably the worst thing I've ever seen. Oh, no. And then so uh, they're on this tour and they're in some like random town. And Lil Wayne is rapping and he opens, uh, well, there's like a co-headlining, there's like a Lil Wayne set. And like then there's a co-headlining set with the two of them. With Lil Wayne and Blink-182, and then there's a Blink-182 headlining set. And in during Lil Wayne's, uh, his solo set, he <laughs> he basically is like, hey man, like, like you could just tell the energy wasn't, I mean, because if there's a show with Lil Wayne and Blink-182, most of the fans are going to be there to see Blink-182 because like Little Wayne fans are not going to a Blink-182 show. Yeah. So you can just tell. It's <laughs> that just was like... very coded and I appreciated all the codes <laughs> I uncovered in that. And you can just tell the energy is not the way a typical Lil Wayne show is. And so he's just like, hey, man, like this isn't really my like he tells his DJ to cut the music off. And he's like, hey, man, this isn't really my vibe. Uh, this might be the last show I do on this tour. And mind you, they're like two or three stops in. And he's like, yeah, this may be the last time I, I do the last show on this tour. Uh, but uh, shout out to Blink-182 for inviting me or whatever. And then he, Not inviting me. You're right. Not invi- <laughs> you, like you're, you're co-headlining. <laughs> they didn't invite you to be a this part is of not- it. <laughs> this is not the Essence Jazz Festival <laughs> like you. This is not a jam session that you just got to come on stage right. for. <laughs> so... Uh yeah, so he the, he cut his set short. I think he only did like twenty minutes. He's supposed to do like an hour, and then he he basically walked off. And then uh, he released a statement like a couple days later, saying, um, "No, I, I was basically I was wilding out, and now nah, I'm happy to do, be on this tour." And basically, it was coded language for uh, actually I'm contractually obligated to be on right. this tour, so I will be at every sh- <laughs> I'll be right. at every stop. So. I think this move of like teasing a little Nas remix is him trying to like win some some love back from the fans, but that's my personal see, opinion. See, where I have like a little bit of a confusion with this, is I exp- I believe Lil Wayne to be smarter than this <laughs> because as we Old Town Road, as I said earlier, has gone down an old road. <laughs> like it's we have really rode down the road for a long time, um, and well worn road. It's worn and it, it was worn when we got there so like imagine <laughs> where we're at now you know super old town right? like dust on the knees worn you know so the fact like i would assume that lil wayne is enough of an intelligent person that w- would see that song as kind of like no pun intended a dead horse um <laughs> so i don't i don't I really understand horses in the back it, I mean, you know, now that you sang it, I'm starting to hear it. Maybe with the we can do another what's remix. my age again background. Maybe he can just fuse. <laughs> maybe if it's a mashup. Maybe I'm thinking too limited. Maybe I'm thinking too limited. But I feel like I'm going to turn my heart. Yeah, I think that could work. That could work. I, I think we. I think we found something. So if you guys need somebody to vocal produce, I can come in and do that. Um, I think if Lil Wayne was going to get on that song, it was when he was going to hit up Mason Ramsey and they're going to like, let's let's hop in and do this. So I think a fourth remix um, is a little bit much. Unless Jacquees <laughs> jumps on it. The king, of R&B. <laughs> the king of R&B and the king of remixes. If he gets on it, then I feel like it definitely has some longevity because all the hits that Jacquees has, like, woo, <laughs> you know? Trip. Oh, sorry. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, 
you uh you do one i have some uh i think the rest of my stuff is movie stuff okay. i don't have like news news all right, couple things. Uh, one more thing, a news thing. I think I have. Uh, Do you see that Coast Guard submarine, or that that Coast Guard submarine that stopped another submarine carrying uh, seventeen thousand pounds of cocaine? Yes, that's that pretty crazy. I don't understand. I didn't, but I just want to clap for the ingenuity in that. Like, <laughs> so uh, do you El have, Chapo like, the story just got details? sentence, and they said, you know, we're gonna find another route underwater. <laughs> Uh, I I don't know where uh, where the sub was found. I know it was found in the water, obviously, but I don't know like what part of the world. Like the left water or the right? <laughs> the left or the oh, right? I was thinking like the right water. So the Coast Guard like had apparently like the they tracked the submarine and they like drove a boat up next to it and like the submarine was hauling. Like there's video of it that went viral from the Coast Guard where they pull up alongside the submarine and it is like it's hauling ass like in the ocean. And I just don't know, like, how did they think they were going to get, like, past the Coast Guard? And the, I feel like if if there's any vehicle that's, like, easy to, like, track, it's a submarine. Because I feel like if there's anywhere where there's radar, it's in the ocean. I wonder if the submarine was rented or if it was Like, where do you that, get a submarine? Yeah, like, I just want to know, like, kind of what was the process? Like, these are the kind of things I'm just like... I'm sure there's an app for it called Subspace down. or yeah, something. Yeah, it's like, right, like, is this a... Uber might have submarines, so, yeah, so maybe they, there's a way that you can just kind of consolidate that price and make it a little bit more affordable, and yeah. then you can get a return if it gets over to... It's like, what's that, that private jet, like, like, app where, like, you can pay... Like a certain amount of money, and then you can fly privately, but you're sharing it with a bunch of other people. It's out of my price range, so I'm not super clear on it. But <laughs> I do know that it's 120 or it's twelve thousand dollars for a year, uh-huh. and you do, yeah, you could basically go as long as you have 24 hours. So maybe it's like something like that, like a 24 hour, twelve thousand dollar a year, Sub- like a subscription call. service. Yeah, I'm sh- I'm sure. Yeah, right? like, like sub- Nature Box. Like su- yeah, yeah, cocaine box, and they find a way to, a delivery service. I love that. The value of the cocaine, the seventeen thousand pounds of cocaine, was two hundred million dollars worth. That also feels a little low. Great. It does feel seventy thousand pounds. Yeah. I don't know anything about the price of cocaine. <laughs> You're like, because are you sure that's what it is? Because what I'm paying does not add up. Yeah, Ralph's <laughs> price is way more <laughs> <laughs> right high than that. Well, you see, where I'm confused again is. Am I the only one who thinks it's strange that seventeen thousand pounds would fit in a submarine? No, I think that's I, is that a valid like question? A I don't know. I think it's valid. I don't know. I don't know how big submarines typically are. In my brain, I just think a submarine is like this little, like cute little, like you know. And did somebody drive it? It's basically the submarine from uh, Disneyland, that's the Disneyland ride. Thinking. Yeah, the Finding Nemo ride. So Take out probably, all the the fun fish and stuff yeah. and put in cocaine, and that's it that's the be, video. Is the ride broken down now? Because it could be. We could have just solved the mystery. <laughs> we could have just solved it. Because there it is. I just, I, yeah, I just want to know if somebody driving to 17,000 pounds of Coke float, I guess it's all powder, but I don't know how it's packed. Yeah, do you drive a submarine or is it like autopilot like yeah. a plane? Is it yellow? Well, in the video, I this one's actually not yellow. Okay. Well, actually, no, actually, it uh, they opened the it and the Beatles came out. It was crazy. Oh um, yeah, it was all of them. Even the dead ones. Yeah, uh, it was a yellow submarine. Um, no, in the video, because the, the Coast Guard guy jumps onto the the sub, and then they like get the hatch open, and there's a guy there, like right at the top, who they immediately are like, you know, put your hands up. And now next, <laughs> right. and what's your salary for that? 
Yeah, like what is he charged? Because like honestly, you, you have know, to fill out a W nine. I'm I'm thinking it might be W two. That has a high risk involved. You probably get, can get injured on the job. You're it's underwater. True. You're with seventeen thousand. What snacks did he bring? <laughs> yeah, like what happens if there's a leak? I feel like this is what the the article should have focused on. <laughs> yeah, kind the, of his well being. Logistical details of how they pull that yeah. they tried to pull this off. I just want to know more about him. What's the his story? The day-to-day of the cocaine drug cartel. And who convinced him? They should do a, a new season of The Office, but it takes place within like a Mexican drug cartel. I would love and that. And it's just like the front office of a drug cartel. Could they still bring Kelly There's like Kapoor nothing funny about it. On the just... show. No, dude, you're describing season five of Narcos. <laughs> Basically. But I want Kelly Kapoor to be the one driving the submarine. It's I just nar- think it would be good for optics. It's Narcos America? Yeah. Um... Okay, so that's I think that's all the, like the world news I have. Uh, do you want to get into the movie news stuff? Yeah. All right, go for it. Um, well, this isn't quite movie, but uh, Aziz Ansari had a new stand-up special. Have either of you seen it? I saw part of it. Didn't finish it though. Uh, what'd you think? Um, I enjoy him, mm-hmm. and I I thought it was funny. I'm kind of the person who watches comedy sh- like comedy specials, and I don't laugh, but I appreciate them. Okay. So it was that for me. Like I found things funny, but I never laughed out loud. But I usually don't laugh out loud. Oh, I laughed out loud the entire time. I love that. That's extremely uh, my uh, kind of comedy. Mm-hmm. I would, I loved Can you it. Give us a sample bit. Yeah. Um, you want me to do an Aziz impression? <laughs> I feel like just my personality is like twenty five percent Aziz as it is. Yeah. Is that a, is that a diss to Aziz? No. That's I'm I. That's a confession on my part. It's just it's self awareness. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't want to do a, I don't want no. It's too good. No no no. Uh, no I don't want. I'll just say see it. It's really 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 good. Uh, he talks about some stuff. He talks about social media actually. Um, and he talks about like the state of the world now. And he also addresses right up front and at the end his sexual misconduct allegations. Uh, did you see that at the see beginning? That. I didn't see the part at the end. Okay. Well, he it's it's less direct than at the beginning. Okay. But he just kind of says like, I saw the world where I don't get to do this, and it sucked, and it is is really sad for me. And, don't, don't get to don't get to do this as in stand up. Yeah, and like I don't get to do comedy, and like I got to see. Oh, so, yeah, that's oh what I no, no, no! I thought that's what you were saying. <laughs> Man, I saw a world where I couldn't do whatever I wanted. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's not that. He uh, basically is like, I almost lost everything, and it was terrible. And because of that, I am super grateful to be here and being able to make you guys laugh. And this is amazing for me, and thank you guys. And like, it's very heartfelt and very. Did, did he? But in that, did he address the situation and like where, his responsibility in it? And like, in the beginning, so there's there's like mixed reviews online, um, about, well, about everything. But he kind of at the beginning just says so. He brings it up, and he's like, yeah, so this whole thing happened, and. Uh, I felt really terrible that this person felt this way about the whole situation. And I did a lot of thinking and I just felt horrible about the whole thing. And he says near the end, like I'm a different person now. And like the old disease is dead. 
because he says, I feel like I died. He says, in a way I did because the old disease is dead. Like I'm a new person. Um, and then he says to, and, and people, some people took issue with this, but he says like that he had conversations with other guys who were like having to rethink every day they've, they've ever been on because of his whole situation. Uh, and he's like, I think ultimately that's probably a good thing that men are trying to rethink things and be more considerate um, in ways that they wouldn't earlier. And it sucks, but it's ultimately probably a good thing. And then people, and people took, were upset about that. So people were upset with that, with from the angle of him not outright apologizing to her publicly. And maybe he did privately and we don't know that. Um, but he seems to me, he seems very like genuine and see seems very like he sees that he needs to change. I think the hardest part about that situation, like cancel culture is so multifaceted mm -hmm. because it doesn't allow for any room for growth. I mean, I still have so many, well, I kind of like unsubscribed from part of his, that situation. Cause there right. was every time they would kind of have a new, like a new revelation about it. It was, equally confusing to me on both ends. Mm -hmm. um, and I got tired of feeling like I was going to be problematic because I was like, I didn't do anything. So you're not going to take this on me. <laughs> um, but I feel like I, I feel bad because I mean, I think he kind of ultimately resurfaced generally unscathed, like in comparison to other people. Mm -hmm. So like cancel culture didn't really get him all the way. And I think he'll be fine. But it is interesting of, as to like what would have been because I think it, had he apologized outright to her, they would have said it's insincere and it was just done because brought, people brought it up. Yeah. Like he would have never won. Right, damned if you do, damned if you don't. And luckily, he I guess for him, he was able to do it with a special. <laughs> so I mean, his bills are going to be paid regardless, and that apology gets there or does it? Yeah, the special feels very. The tone is a lot different, and it's a lot of it shot very close up like right next to him. And then it's also, there's some more serious moments. And so it feels like a good mix of comedy and some heart. There's no Randy bits in it. <laughs> right. Randy. No, definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so he says, actually, he's like, yeah, the old disease, like treat yourself and everything. Like that's over. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think he should be making jokes about self-indulgence. Um, <laughs> uh um, no, I, so Omari, I wanted to ask you, what's your opinion on sort of the wave of that has, uh, the wave of, um, 94, yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I almost sang it, but I, my spirit told me to stop. You guys probably can't hear me on the mic. So. <laughs> oh, he said, uh, Brandon said, no, you're thinking of 94, seven, the wave. And then Omari was like, I'm going to sing it, but never mind. The spirit stopped me. <laughs> the spirit stopped you. <laughs> so what do you think about cancel culture and the idea of, just the idea of, of canceling someone uh, outright. What what do, you, what do you what's your opinion on that? As a, especially especially as someone who has a, a background in social media, I'm I'm probably right in the middle. Like I appreciate people being held accountable right. for things that they say, for because I think what people get to hide behind is like oh I didn't like ignorance essentially. And right. but there's not I don't oftentimes see people take the responsibility to then like fix that ignorance and educate themselves to right. kind of be a little bit more up on certain things. So in that respect, like there are certain people who like should have been canceled. R. Kelly. <laughs> right. <laughs> Cancel his ass. So, I mean, 
He sure does. Yeah, he, night he night. has uh, officially been canceled. Night night. By the federal government. <laughs> Enjoy the jail. Um, so, so I love. So cancel culture in that space. Love. Yeah. Cancel him. But then there's um. I have I. I'm a little bit sensitive to canceling people who are super, super young mm-hmm. because I feel like oftentimes the things that they say that are problematic are usually done for attention. And there's a lot more issues around right. them wanting affirmation in a certain way. So I, I don't know. It's, I think the whole idea of like people just like people based on, I don't know. I have a hard time with canceling people with good intentions who said the wrong thing, but mm-hmm. people who should have been canceled for a long time, I feel fine about it. Um, like R. Kelly, I don't really give a fuck about his livelihood or like how he pays his bills and stuff like that. But, Doesn't. But 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 according to him, he gave us twenty years of his career. Yeah, and I want him to give us twenty more years in that jailhouse plus another <laughs> sixty years. So I would love that for him. I'm so happy that he found a great place that he can call home. No more bills to worry about. He can rest his head easy on that. No metal tra- no closets to be trapped in. You know, and if there is, it'll be a shared joint one with 18 other people. So, like, I love <laughs> that he has options. And I'm sure he'll still write hits for his <laughs> friends on the yard. So, I'm happy for him. I'm glad he found the a space. Um, so, uh, I think... So I think I think we're on the same page. I think cancel culture is I think it's the wrong word. I would love it if it was called accountability accountability culture because I I love the idea of people being held accountable for the things that they're doing and forcing people who ha- usually have the luxury or the privilege to not be intentional or like uh, c- cognizant of their behavior to now be more cognizant of their behavior. But I just think the idea of canceling someone, especially someone who. I mean, I won't even I won't even qualify it. I'm just saying, I think I think canceling someone with or forcing that accountability, forcing someone to take accountability of their actions with no road to then enact that accountability, right. to me seems counter counter not intuitive but counterproductive. I mean, and I don't even want to shade the people who cancel because I mean I've been there too. Yeah, but for I sure. mean. But most of us are sitting broke behind our computer screen talking about cancel culture and your right. bills have been canceled all month. You know, like right. you're about to cancel your rent, you right. know, so like we're probably not in a space to have the power to actually cancel people. So right. like our our Twitter fingers or our voice, however that manifests, right. is our way of quote unquote canceling. But the the funny reality is like on the other end of that, oftentimes the people who are the writing the hardest to cancel the most people um are doing that from the comfort of a basement that's probably not owned by them. And I understand that because we've all been, well, haven't been there personally, but people have been there. Right. Um, yeah. So I just, I, I appreciate accountability culture because yes. I think ultimately I would hope that every human being wants to be the best version of themselves. That's like beneficial yeah. to society and to other people. And I feel like if you have spaces of like where people will keep you accountable, what if that's, I also think it kind of sucks if that's your only place of accountability is Twitter or Instagram. (laughs) That seems problematic. So that's another therapy session that you might want to sit in. But ultimately, I believe in accountability. I think Mm -hmm. that's a good thing. I think some people who have been trash and have shown Donald (laughs) Trump, I don't care. You're trash. So it's like cancel culture. There definitely is a threshold. You know, like there's certain people who have shown behavioral patterns consistently over decades and decades i'm probably not prone to give people decades of of bad behavior for me to cancel them i'll probably give you maybe three times at most but um so but there's people who definitely deserve to be canceled and there's other people who i think deserve strong um 
clear voices of accountability that give them constructive mm-hmm. steps on how to be better. Yeah. Yeah, like my son, um, if he acts up, I can't just cancel him, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, you can. True, true. <laughs> yeah, I can. It's just probably not the right move. I'll probably, ah, yeah, yeah, I'd probably get in trouble. I'm not going to tell you how to Speaking parent your kids. as a son who's <laughs> been canceled by one of his parents, it for sure can't happen. <laughs> my dad was like, you know what? No, this is, I'm canceling this. <laughs> like a bad TV show. Like I have so many questions I want to ask, but then I'm like, I don't want to make, like, I'm not Ianla, and I don't think I have the tools. <laughs> to fix my so life. <laughs> I don't, I'm going to leave it, I'm going to leave it where you put it, but uh, just, you put it there. That's fine. Okay, Brandon, what else you got? Uh, entertainment news. Uh, did you see the 007 news? Uh, I did. How, what, I'm so... Asan, I, first of all, I love... Every time I see Asan post on any social media, I always know it's going to trigger more than it won't. So <laughs> even if I'm not the one triggered, I know someone who will be. I appreciate... I, every single time I always every time I see a song post specifically on Facebook oh, I'm yeah. like that's where he does it oh he's about to cause some trouble he always does that's why when you started off saying something about Lil Nas X and Nas I was like where is he gonna go um, so if you haven't heard the news yeah. uh, for the listener uh, they're making a new 007 new, new James Bond movie where the fifth Daniel Craig James Bond movie is being made and in it, he retires. Is this right? Okay. The, it's a rumor, I guess, uh, that he's going to retire at the end of it. And then uh, James Bond retires. And so then the 007 uh, Bond. code name is open. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be uh, filled by an agent who's a black woman. Y- y'all... Everybody listening to this, y'all know y'all they're gonna do her wrong. Like from she gonna be in there for about two minutes and she gonna get hit by a car. They're gonna do her wrong at as soon as she gets on screen. They're gonna do her wrong. I am so proud of her. I appreciate that the the just the the I hate sounding so grateful for scraps, but like the opportunity to be in this role for a black woman. I appreciate that that is happening. I do not trust. Hollywood to be responsible with this. I feel like they're going to do her wrong. She is not like what I when I saw her picture I was like, "Oh, she's beautiful, but she's not even like kind of like the typical Hollywood conventions of beauty. She she doesn't right. fit like she's, super she yeah, she's like she's Zoe like a nuanced beauty. Like she doesn't look like yeah. every other person that's right. been sold to us as beautiful. So that was already like, okay, interesting. Okay, I like mm-hmm. where we're going cuz I'm like I could definitely see them being like, "Zendaya, you're going to be the next James Bond, the first black woman, and she for sure is. But I see that that's kind of like this, like that is like their threshold of like blackness that mm-hmm. seems acceptable to them. Well, yeah, but see, see, I think the reason that is is because the James Bond movies are typically made by British filmmakers, and you know, British people are much more comfortable with varying degrees of blackness Thank than God. we are in America. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like I just feel like our trash is going to get to theirs. You know, I feel like our <laughs> right. something's going to spill over from our can. Right, right onto somebody's lawn, and we didn't expect it to. I hope they just don't do her wrong. Yeah, they probably will. Though. I'm sure they will. And I really hate coming in so pessimistic because I feel like this is such a huge thing. But as soon as I saw the headline, I thought it was an Onion article. And then once I saw that it wasn't, and then I saw her, I was like, okay. 
they're gonna kill her off real fast <laughs> she's gonna blow up as soon as they, they're gonna introduce her and then they're gonna blow her up but i really hope they don't <laughs> uh, me too uh do you have is that the other entertainment news i got two more actually uh this came out today did either of you see the trailer for the new movie cats as in, as in the musical. I just saw, I just saw a screenshot of, and I okay. thought it was a joke. Okay, it is not a joke. Uh, okay, we will watch it. But first, I just need to describe this to you. Are you familiar with the musical Cats? Yes, enough, enough. In name only. Okay. I've seen a few pictures. I, uh, Cats. I was actually just talking to my wife about this because she likes musicals. Uh, Cats. Growing up, that was like the big musical. And I think that's the reason why I grew up not liking musicals. Because I was like, what is this? Why are they all dressed like animals? I'm not into this. Is this what musicals are? No, thanks. Uh, and so then seeing the movie, it's a very like 2019, or I don't know if it's coming out next year, version of that. There's still people in like furry outfits. Hot. Um, so it's not CGI. It is not CGI. Oh, wow. But... Uh, Costume wise, do you remember the Sonic trailer? Okay, it's basically the recent that. one. Yes, Ooh. it's basically that. Uh, we'll watch it after I read to you the cast of the the movie Cats. It's pronounced Cats. <laughs> the cast of the Cats movie. Here we go. Uh, Idris Elba. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, hold on. I'm so hold glad on. we're doing it this hold way. Hold on, hold on. I d- so, uh, I, so, I, as you read the cast list, uh-huh. uh, I'm going to tell you yes or no, depending on if the actor is someone I want to see in a cat suit. Yes, a, a Sonic cat suit. Full <laughs> so size. Idris Elba? No. <laughs> I feel like his body is too broad for cat costume. It's not giving me, <laughs> not giving me the angles. That I yeah. think a cat suit would need. I feel like it's gonna need. It's gonna need a narrow waist. It's gonna need a hip. We're gonna need a <laughs> mid to small shoulder width. Okay, next person in the cast, Rebel Wilson. No. What is happening? <laughs> Any comments on that? So it's a biracial cat's cast, There's, which I love. I the, love that. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. I biracial, multiracial. Excuse me. I don't. I don't know. Because I they all stayed away from painted, cats. So I'm sure it was ambiguous. Okay. Um, next, Sir Ian McKellen. No. <laughs> I love him, though, so much. Look at this. Oh, is it, it's, it's shaping out to be, okay, Rebels Australian, and the other two are British, so some accents. Okay. Next, Dame Judi Dench. No. <laughs> the fuck? I, okay. I, I mean, is, love. This is so fun. Okay. Next. I wish I was making this up, but I am not making this up. Judy, Judy. Next. After Dame Judy Bench, we have Taylor Swift. Oh, you're. Man. I'm 100% you're telling the truth. She's the first yes to the cat suit, but like yeah, everyone now, if else. That is something that is figure flattering for her. Now. <laughs> Maybe Taylor should have been talking to the cat's costume designer for a long time because her costume's been a mess, but this might be a hit. <laughs> might be a new thing for her. Yeah, and she likes cats. She has a few, <laughs> I think. Her face is kind of cat-like. Yeah, she's got a feline. Yeah, her face is very cat-like, yeah. I can see 
a feline disposition. She probably brought her own suit, is what you're saying? <laughs> I'm sure hers is custom with a T rhinestone on the back. <laughs> okay, next. We have three more. I hate this. James Corden. Oh, no. No, absolutely not. I literally don't want to be rude and in any way body shame. I really need to see what some of these looks are going to look. We, uh, we'll, I'll show you the trailer after I read and the last two. Are they like calico cats or? It, there's a caddies? wide variety. Okay, cool. wide so variety. That does help. Persians. Okay, Jennifer Hudson. <sighs> I'm done. Uh, I'm done. Just, Good night. I just don't so it's going to be a musical. It yes, is a musical. It's a musical. Okay. Well, Jennifer, just from the. <laughs> It's just too much. It's too many. So the only vocalist that you've mentioned so far is Jennifer, and she really will scare all them cats out the alley by herself. She's going to sing full voice. And I love Jennifer, but she's going to – that's a lot of voice for one feline. Okay. But she La- can look nice in a cat suit. I would give her that for sure. Last but not least, and then we'll watch the trailer, Jason Derulo. <laughs> He's a terrible Wait. Singer. Jason Derulo is in the new Cats movie. Well, I want to say kudos to Jason for the job. <laughs> I love... Good good on Jason for booking I, the gig. I, but. I'm happy for that. And what a cast, you know? Oh my and... Yeah. <sighs> okay, um, now we're going to pause and let's watch it. And then... Do we know who's directing? Uh, I don't have it in my notes. We'll we'll okay. We'll catch it. Okay, now that you've watched it, what are your reactions? Brandon, what? You know, Brandon, what did I just watch? You know, you know what's funny is, okay, you're gonna be surprised by this. I don't think it looks horrible. For sure, doesn't look. Horrible. It does not look horrible. It doesn't look like. No, it doesn't look like they just like it. Doesn't look like a cash grab that they didn't put any money into, and they're just kind of winging it. It does look like whoever is directing this, whoever is financing this really cares about this property because i thought it was when they said when you mentioned the cast i thought it was going to be like a very like kind of ironic like you know like 21 jump street when they remade that with channing tatum and jonah hill it's kind of like oh it's an ironic take on a, a really clearly crazy source material that's not what this is at all it's very earnest and like whoever is doing this really loves cats and was like if we're gonna do this we're gonna do it right and they, I mean, they put money into it, like the costumes and their CGI, moving ears and and all kinds of stuff. And they're giving it the same weight as like, you know, the most important movies of our of our time. Less miserables. <laughs> less, less miserables. <laughs> and in the King's Speech. Uh, so I I have zero. Will you be seeing I, the film? No, I won't you be won't. seeing it. No, <laughs> I, I have zero interest in seeing it. But I do think that if you're into musical theater, like if you loved uh, Hamilton, if you loved uh, Les Mis, if you love that kind of thing, you'll probably love this movie. Yeah, I am all for uh, people finding a thing that they love and doing it to the nth degree and doing it all all up big. I just have zero interest in, in that for myself. <laughs> I... well first of all creativity you know it's there they're definitely creative it's one of those things that it feels like it was taken too seriously Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um 
Now I appreciate now looking at them in their suits and their different looks. Um, some presented a little bit better than others as cats, in my opinion. Um, I still kind of stand by that. I think Jennifer's voice is a little strong for <laughs> this selection, but she also is extremely talented vocalist. So I'm not gonna tell her what she can't do, but it, there, I there's so much that um, left me confused, <laughs> uncomfortable. Yep. Um, I'm also not a big fan of cats, so I might be coming with a bias. So, yeah. but I don't. Those are cats I probably don't ever want to be next to. Mm-hmm. So, Omari, uh, this this kind of segues us into another conversation. Have you seen the Lion King remake yet? I have not seen the film, but I have seen. It is out. Yeah, it came out last it, week. Yesterday, I haven't seen it yet. We may need to review that next week. Um, I've heard very bad things. <laughs> so I have not very bad. Oh, I've heard very bad things. I'm. This is another situation in extreme bias that I would love to. I'm going to say it's good regardless because of Beyonce, and I'm okay with saying that out loud. Um, like, will I be bumping Spirit, the song that she released for the film, all the time? Probably not. But like, I fake worship to it at least twice. <laughs> fake worship. So it's like I want to feel. Like and the video is beautiful, so I you know, congratulations to Halle Bailey for being the first Black Mermaid because that might be the hope. But I don't know. I think with Disney, I appreciate them trying to redo all these films. I guess this is, Cats is not a Disney film. I'm liking all these <laughs> remakes, but like, um, maybe keep some of them, a few in yeah. the vault. Including, I think cats could probably crawl back in the vault too. But again, I'm not really here for a story about alley cats, yeah. personally, if that's what it's about. Yeah, I don't know. Um, do you have anything else besides cats? <laughs> oh, have you watched that one? Okay, maybe we should watch that one as well. Oh, have you not seen it? No, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't watched it yet. Top Gun trailer. Here's all you need to know. Mission Impossible with a plane. <laughs> that's That's it. There's literally, like, we can watch it, but there's no more information. It's like a, a modern Mission Impossible movie, but he's in a plane. A fighter jet. I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's in uh, Tom Cruise's, like, that's like a he standing. He def- <laughs> a repertoire. Yeah, that's like a, that's like a standing clause in his contract that, like, every movie has to be the plot of a Mission Impossible movie, but, like, with whatever the gimmick is for this movie. But it helps with the Scientology material. So it's like, you know, you can, you can use that for both. I I respect that. He's like, we need to make some new videos for the recruitment, and this this could be it. You have to understand when I say that, I don't say that as a bad thing. Okay. I loved the last Mission Impossible movies, and especially for Tom Cruise doing his own stunts, which this looks like that. Like, there's shots where it's it looks just like, and it probably is, Tom Cruise flying like an F-16. Is there is there volleyball in this trailer? What? You can't have Top Gun without volleyball. That's why I said it's Mission Impossible. Oh, that's true. Can we watch the trailer? Yeah. All right. Okay, now that you've seen the Top Gun Maverick trailer, what are your uh, reactions? I feel like, you know how when, uh, uh, like a year ago, Chris Hemsworth and Hugh Jackman were doing those commercials for a... uh, like a, they were doing like those trailers for a new Crocodile Dundee movie. Uh, or no, it wasn't Hugh Jackman. It was Chris Hemsworth and Danny McBride. Right. And they were doing those trailers for a new uh, uh, Crocodile Dundee movie that ended up just being an advertisement for Australia, Australian like 
tour uh, what is it tourism i feel like if you told me uh no nah, man there actually isn't a new top gun it's just an ad re- it's, it's just an ad for the air force or for the navy i would totally believe it because it's it's literally there's no plot it's literally just tom cruise is the only credited actor and it's tom cruise flying a plane for a minute and a half <laughs> It's crazy, and he's flying through the mountains. He's flying off an aircraft carrier. I almost expected uh, the voice to come in. Uh, the few, the proud, the Marines at the end. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I I see a fit, and I think if you want to pitch that alignment, I think you should go ahead and do that because that could be something that could really be lucrative for you. Yeah. Um. Ultimately, um, it is a Tom Cruise film, as I expected. Um. There was nothing unexpected to me about what I saw today from. Brother Cruz, um, he, I, I literally cannot. Maybe it might be. I'm. I don't know. I just cannot look at him and take him seriously. I think it's like I don't know. He's just I so think what it is corny. Is he, he seems like he takes himself so seriously. So seriously, like you can't possibly take him seriously. It, it and I. I don't even know if I want to at this point. But yeah. I, I, you know. Maybe the theme of this episode is good for people having jobs, you know, <laughs> between Mason Ramsey, Jason Derulo, and now Tom Cruise. I'm happy that people are working. See, if you want to say that Tom Cruise is the Lil Nas X of acting and like action movies, I understand. I, I it would be understand. like an Assan Facebook post. Like it's triggering, <laughs> but it would be hard to disagree. Well, because I that's why I love Tom Cruise action movies, especially like this era of Tom Cruise action movies. I know what I'm getting into. Sell me on this. I feel like you, I feel like I, you have a pitch. I know what I'm getting into and it's just going to be ridiculous action the whole time. And there's going to be at least one shot of him running full speed. Yeah. Uh, as, as hard as he can. And you know, he has short legs. So that's, <laughs> that's, that's a lot full speed is relative, <laughs> but full speed is full speed for you. It's going to be ridiculous. It's going to be over the top, and he's going to take it. He's going to take it way too seriously. But I love it in the same way that uh, Lil Nas X. You're like, what? Another, another, another remix? Really? Okay. Yeah, I'm, maybe I'm, it's just the redundancy. But like, I appreciate that. Maybe it's I appreciate someone who knows their lane and truly occupies it. Um, clearly, he is always going to. I mean, he could be 92, and I'm sure he'll still do these films. So great that you've crafted a career that allows you to always have that opportunity um yeah i have nothing else really positive to say (laughs) (laughs) it looks like it shot well (laughs) right i'm like this it looks pretty the desert landscape in there is really nice and you see some um some winter scenes i did see some cultural diversity amongst the crew um (laughs) By that, I saw one black person and a seemingly Latinx woman. So I think we're on the right track in terms of just representation. So this Rotten Tomato score from Omari is looking like a a ninety three percent. That's really high. Yeah, it's 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 up there with um, Titanic and stuff. <laughs> that is hilarious. Is is that is that the end of your? Uh... All right. Well, I think in on on that note, we should allow. It's late here in Texas. I think, Omari, the way we usually wrap up the show is Brandon and I will do shout outs to like members of our fan base or like people we had interactions with during the week, and that's usually how we close out the show. Um, so we will uh, release you. Uh, uh, we really appreciate 
Thank you, you coming so by. Much for having me. And you are awesome. I will, it got late. We started talking about everything else. We do deep dive episodes where we'll bring in an expert on a topic and then we'll go really deep into that one topic. And I feel like you are deserving pregnancy. Of a, yes, you are deserving of thinking. a topic on pregnancy. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Either that or social media, whichever <laughs> one you decide. Okay. Yeah. Um, and we'll have you come back on the show. Since you are in Los Angeles, you're local, we can have you come on whenever we want. You can be our. That's it. You. So we have. Um, we have, we have Luke Galan, the science mon, who is a science teacher. He's our resident science expert. We have a res. Uh, we have philosophy Drew, who's a philosophy professor who comes on. He's our one. Of, he's our resident philosopher. He hasn't actually come on yet, but he will, and he will be our resident philosopher. The episode is recorded, just hasn't made air yet. And then you can you can be our resident social media expert. We'll come up with a cool, fun name for you. Yeah, I'll workshop some stuff. I was going yeah. with social Samari. I don't know. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We're playing with something. Some stuff. Um, thank you, Omari. Thank you so uh, much for having me. It was you. so much fun. Can't wait to do it again. All right. All right. Uh, shout outs. I'm gonna shout out Brad, Asan's tattoo artist. Sup, Brad? Hey, man. Don't, don't step on my, <laughs> my shout outs. Um, I'm also gonna shout out uh, to Sup Christy. I don't know her real life name. <laughs> But all I know is I got a screenshot this week. It's Sup, but Sup was taken, so she added Christy to it. <laughs> um, That's her real name, is Sup. Because uh, I got a screenshot from Hassan, uh, and she had messaged him and said that she was one of the two people that got my Harry Potter joke last week uh, at the end of the shout-out. So. And that joke was at the expense of her, her children, Knox, <laughs> Knox Veliker and... Uh, Lumos her- Veliker. <laughs> all right and we were informed by her that her other child's name was you have the text messages brought up still i don't know the actual name i know my joke name <laughs> no i can't stand you uh let's see i'm gonna pull it up so we have it for sure for sure for sure for sure um sup christy sup christy where is his i'm uh, the Instagram uh, layout is so whack when you're trying to find a conversation you had with someone. With one hand on a gigantic phone. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> sure. All right, let me see. Oh, Hart is their other son's name. Oh, as Hart, in Brett. Hart Velliker. As in Brett, yes, as in Brett Hart. Um, yes, so shout out to them. So, sup, sup, Christy. Yes, sup, sup, Christy. And um, sup, Brad. And sup, Brad, and sup. Heart and Sub Knox and Sub Trey and Sub Soul, Heart what? and Soul. Come on, dude. No, nah, I don't know, dude. Heart, I said Heart and Soul. Um, shout out Whatever. to. Oh, shout out. Christy to, gets it. Uh, shout out to our new friend, uh, new friend of the podcast, uh, Megan, who is uh on the production team <laughs> okay. from the event that we're on today. <laughs> okay, so here's what here's what happened. You say new friend of the podcast. This is a strong term. Yeah, I'm using that loosely. Here's what happened, Megan. Uh, is on the production team. She's talking to us uh, during lunch. Asan and I are riffing bits back and forth like crazy. Yeah. And she's laughing a little bit. She's like Mostly being, sympathy she, Yeah, she's being courteous. Uh, but then she's also got a headset on, so periodically she just checks out and she's listening on, in on the headset. And then I said, hey, if you like this, you think this is funny, we have a podcast that is basically just this. Uh and then Asan goes, let me see your phone. Pull your phone out. She's like, wait, why? And he's like, I'm going to subscribe you. <laughs> and he pulls her phone out, goes to the podcast app, and subscribes her mm-hmm. to this podcast. Got to get those numbers. So, Got to get those numbers anyway, anyhow. Yep. 
Uh, so what's up, Megan? Sup, Megan? Uh, any other shout-outs you got? Uh, I'm going to shout-out to all of the women at Rise Dallas. Yeah, shout-out to all the women. Oh, there's over 7,000 of you here in, in Dallas uh, at the Rise Conference. Almost at Rise Festival. Uh, the Rise... <laughs> Fire Festival is what you're thinking of. Uh, no, dude, you're thinking of... Uh, you're thinking of... Uh, you thinking of the Festival of Lights during Christmas time? No, dude, you're thinking of Festivus, the uh, made-up holiday from Seinfeld. No, you're thinking of uh, Uncle Fester from the Adams Family. Uh, uh, no, dude, you're thinking of uh, Uncle Cracker. <laughs> Uncle Cracker. <laughs> no, you're thinking of Uncle Buck. Uh, played by John Cannon. No, nah, dude, you thinking of Buck Rogers? <laughs> no, nah, dude, you thinking of Mister Rogers? Neighborhood. No, nah, dude, you thinking of Mister Magic? No, you're thinking of Mister Mom. The. <laughs> no, nah, dude, you're thinking of uh, George Clooney. <laughs> uh, no, you're thinking of Looney Tunes. Actually, is what you're thinking of. <laughs> no, dude, you're thinking of Donald Duck, not Daffy Duck. <laughs> Uh, you're <laughs> Donald Duck. No, you're thinking of Duck Dynasty. That's what you're thinking of. Uh, no, dude, you're thinking of Ming Dynasty. <laughs> A little different. <laughs> Ming Dynasty. Uh, oh man. Oh, Ming Dynasty. Uh, tip of the tongue. Tip of the tongue. Now, no, nah, dude, you're thinking of uh, Dynasty Warriors. It's a uh. Like some kind of cartoon show or something. What <laughs> Dynasty Warriors? Yeah, Google it. That's not a you thing. You should Google Dynasty Warriors. I'm not googling is. that. It is a thing. No, Dynasty Warriors. Yeah. No, did you think of dinosaurs? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, did you think of Diana Crawl? <laughs> who is that? It's a jazz singer, man. No one knows who that is. You're yeah. like that guy from that. I think you should leave sketch. <laughs> no, she's a big deal. No. No. Mo- uh, that's that's, hey, that's less obscure than the Harry Potter joke. Our listeners, if you know who Diana Crawl is. Just tag us with a hashtag. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag weekly regular. I know who Diana Crawl is. Yeah. Shout us out if you know who Diana Crawl is. If you don't know who Di- Diana Crawl is, shout us out as well. And then we'll see who knows our audience better, me or Brandon. Um... Yeah, well, anyway, on that note. And uh and uh your Diana Crawl, no, dude, you're thinking of uh you're thinking of the scrolls from the Marvel universe. No, dude, you're thinking of Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. No, you're thinking of Bulk and Skull from the Power Rangers. <laughs> no, dude, you're thinking of uh, Scully and Mulder. <laughs> no, you're thinking of the Boulder from uh uh the Ark, Raiders of the Lost Ark. The boulder? Yeah, oh. he run from a boulder <laughs> the to a giant boulder, yeah, dude. <laughs> no, man, you're thinking of Boulder, Colorado. <laughs> no, you're thinking of uh, uh, Bo- you said Boulder, Colorado. Yeah. No, you're thinking of the bold and the beautiful is what you're thinking of. <laughs> no, dude, you're thinking of the young and the restless. <laughs> no, dude, you're thinking of young, wild, and free. <laughs> No, 
Now, did you think of the Wheel of Fortune? (laughs) (laughs) You can't do that. (laughs) I just did. Um, On that note, uh, let's let's wrap up. Uh, Let's go to bed. Uh, where can people find you online, Asan? Uh, at Asan the DJ on social media and at my website, Asan.com. You can find me at B-Shop, B-Shop, B-Shop on social media. And you can find the both of us uh, at Weekly Regular on social media as well as WeeklyRegular.com. Uh, this episode was filmed live in Dallas, Texas. Yes, in front of an audience of some kind. Thanks to our audience. Uh... Um, who was remarkably quiet the whole episode. <laughs> yeah, they were, they were really on the edge of their seats. Didn't want to miss a word of what we were saying. Uh, and thanks to Omari uh, for sitting in with us. That was a ton yes, of fun. Yes, uh, you can find... Uh, we should have asked him to plug his uh, podcast. Oh, right. Uh, Omari has a podcast. Shout out to Omari. Uh, he has a podcast called... A Just. It's called Just Let Me Be Great. And it is available wherever you find podcasts. Same place you find this podcast. Yeah, Omari McNeil. Uh, um, you think of Ali McBeal? No, Om- <laughs> Om- Om- Omari McNeil. Just let me, be- just let me be great. Podcast. Um, shout out to him. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. <laughs> Man, you, I can't you, top you, it. I can't you top like it. That Ali McBeal. So good. That's gonna. Oh, all right. Uh, see you next week. See you next. No, dude, you're thinking of uh, <laughs> you're thinking of uh, see you next Tuesday. No, you're thinking of CeeLo Green. <laughs> you know, you're thinking of Green Day. No, you're thinking of the Green Mile. <laughs> no, you're thinking of uh, uh, 147 hours. <laughs> no, uh, you're thinking of 525,600 No, you're minutes. thinking of, it's been one week since you looked at me. <laughs> uh, no, you're thinking of 1,000 miles by Vanessa Carlton. No, you're thinking of, uh, I would walk, walk 5,000 miles by uh, uh, Men, uh, no, Men you're th- you, no, you're actually thinking of 500 miles. <laughs> That's what I was actually yeah. thinking of. Five hundred miles. I thought it was five thousand. Five hundred. You can't tell with their accent. Five hundred miles. And uh, when I wake up, I don't know like, what the accent they're is. Like, they're like uh, Norwegian, right? I'm pretty sure it's not Norwegian. I don't know what they are. Yeah, they're like Swedish. I or feel something. like they're like Scottish. Oh yeah, maybe. The Proclaimers. That's who it is. I thought it was the Men at Work. No, I don't. I think it's the Proclaimer. I'm. Pretty positive. No, you're thinking the... of the pretenders, is what you're thinking of. <laughs> no, you're thinking of the temptations, is what you're thinking, thinking of. of. The pips, is what you're thinking of. <laughs> no, you're thinking of P I M P, is what you're thinking of. <laughs> the song by <laughs> No, you're thinking of the man from Uncle. Because <laughs> it's an. That's it's, so stupid. It's an acronym. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, oh, no, dude! You're thinking of uh, this is a stretch. Men in Black. Am I? Am I B, dude? I unpack. I unpacked it. I, unpa- I unpacked <laughs> the acronym. Unpack it, it's probably not good. <laughs> Men in Black. No, this is a good one. Nah, dude, you're thinking of Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> no, you're thinking of uh, old time rock and roll. No, you're thinking of Old Town Road. Is what you're thinking of. 
<laughs> Full circle to Lil Nas X. Should we end it there? Yeah, let's end it there. All right. See you next week. See you next week.